Hi, this is Julie Fudge-Smith from Your Family Dog, and I just want to give an introduction to this short little bonus feature. What we have here is part of the conversation that we had with Dr. Lori Cesario about pet insurance. The uh, information was too much for the last episode, so I decided to release it as a little bonus feature. Please note that any of the opinions here are just those of Tina and me and Dr. Cesario. You need to make up your own mind about insurance and whether it's right for you or not. But here's some information that might help you to make some decisions about where you want to go with insurance. Be sure to ask your vet, do your research, and do what's right for you and your pet. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Your Family Dog, a podcast dedicated to helping families love living with dogs. So how do people figure out which, I get this question all the yeah. time, and I don't know how to answer it. How do you know what a good pet insurance is? So I would say some brands that um, numerous clients have told me over and over again um, are great and have been lifesavers are um, things like companies like True Pen- <clears throat> excuse me, True Penion, Healthy Paws, um, Pet Plan. You guys are shaking your head. Um, we had a... Um, I would say I could not, in good conscience, endorse True Panion. Okay, why? Uh, because we had to fight them to pay for our dog's ACL surgery. Was it the second side? No, it was the first side. And it was, Did your vet call them and try and clear things up? We, I've never had a problem with them. Um, probably because we took them to court and won. And after that, they changed their policy. Okay. Um, so That's the only time I've, I mean, that's oh, the only time I've I, I heard could, anything. They're normally excellent. Mm, well, I will say they did pay for, for, um, Buckley's cancer treatment. Yeah. But, um, I would, I would not in good conscience ever go back to them. Huh? No, we had, we had to go to court and we won. That's, and when, after when that, was that, was it recent or that would have been about 2013, 2014. Interesting. So, so one of the reasons, okay. this is why I'm asking, right? Yeah. Because my experience is what I'm saying to people is ask your vet. Yes. Because it seems to be highly variable. I hear horror stories <laughs> and I hear, you know, oh my gosh, they were the best stories yeah. about all of them. Right? Like, yeah. I don't, I can't say like, oh, this one I've never heard anything bad about. Well, that's I why I ended up going with the one that my that I work that works best with my vet. I said, okay. So I just asked my vet, but I yeah. also fully recognize if I end up with a dog who has to go to UGA or Cornell, yeah. I don't know that Cornell or UGA is going to accept and be comfortable and have good success with that same insurance company. So that's why I'm asking for broader strokes about like. How do people navigate that? Because I don't have a good answer for them. And I get that question once a week. I guess you know, I don't I don't know that it has anything to do with who your vet works well with. I mean, there are some situations where like a, a veterinary clinic can, you know, like for Trupanion, for example, like, you know, set up a situation where the client doesn't pay their vet clinic, they just pay the bill after Trupanion and the veterinary clinic kind of adjust billing. Um, so I think that would be a reason to talk to the vet. Um, but otherwise, I'm not sure that 
talking to the vet um, makes it well, different. Well, the reason I talked to my vet about it was because we had such a, a difficult experience. Um, and yeah. what I said to her, I said, which one have you found to be easiest for you to work with and easiest for your clients? Gotcha. And, and there that was one sense. above all the others that she said, yeah. this is the one that I have had the fewest problems with and my and the clients have had the fewest problems with. And that's why we went with that particular one. Gotcha. I mean, I think every company is bound to have a one-off. Like I've dealt with Trupanion on so many occasions and I've, I've never had an issue like that. So that's just interesting to me. Um, but yeah, that's crappy. Well, like I said, they, they ended up paying for his cancer treatment. And so we were grateful yeah. for that, but it was after that. And, and he, Buckley did die of the cancer, but, um, and at the same time, I was treating another, this is both of my dogs had histiosarcoma, histiocytic sarcoma at the same time. They were diagnosed within a month of one another. And mm. one of which we had in cancer insurance for, or insurance for, and the other one we did not. And it was an expensive row. Yeah, to go down. for sure. So from that point on, all of my dogs have had um, pet insurance. So I'm glad that we asked that question, right? Because like I get that question from families all the time. And it's interesting that we're getting a different answer from a vet than we are from your life experience, yeah. right? And it's all valid, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know that I don't have good advice for someone except talk to your vet and see if their office can steer you toward, we hear good things about this, or we hear people complaining about that. Um, it's it's tough. I mean, it. I don't, I don't, I have had every single vet insurance plan company that I have heard, I have heard people say, absolutely don't do that one. And I have heard people say, absolutely do that one. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm in the weeds. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to help somebody. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe somebody who listens has a good, like, I don't know, maybe someone can explain to us how to evaluate a plan to know that you're going to get what you feel like you're paying for. Cause it's not inexpensive. No, I, I mean, I, I have like the top four that I always recommend. Um, just because from clients, they've told me that they've had great experiences. You know, this is the first time I'm hearing something negative about Trupanion. Um, so Trupanion healthy paws pet plan and what? Um, Trupanion pet plan, healthy paws and pets best. I've done pet plan and we've been very pleased. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, well, the, I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that you don't pick a plan that has like a $5,000 max coverage. Um, you know, I think it's always nice to have unlimited uh, just because $5,000 doesn't get you very far these days if something serious happens. Right. And the other thing I have found, <clears throat> excuse me, is that you can get um, varying amounts of coverage and varying amounts of deductible. So you can get anywhere yes. from up to 90% coverage, 95% coverage. You pay a lot more in a premium. So if you can, mm -hmm. just like with human insurance, if you can afford a little bit more to, to shoulder the burden of yourself a little bit more, your premiums will be lower. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, you can, um, and then there's, um, and then a deductible on any given episode is, you know, so here's, so we we'll just throw this in there and probably make it a second episode. So when we're talking about health insurance for dogs, mm -hmm. is it, do those plans, are they, some of them like human medical insurance or 
or um, where they're it's structured the same way where you're doing wellness checks. They're helping to cover some of that to keep dogs. No, they're not. I think most of them. So, so they have to, yeah, they have to look specifically at what's covered for each, but I think most don't cover routinely preventative medicine. So you can have that as an add on. Um, but they'll all cover things like, um, surgery, like chemotherapy, even radiation therapy, um, things like that. Uh, a lot of them will even just routinely cover integrative medicine treatments these days. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm like they cover, for example, when one of my dogs had a surgery and then uh, rehab, they covered the rehab. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so I think you need to think of it in terms of if it's more catastrophic. I mean, I don't turn to yeah. them for things like the routine blood draws that I do, even though Zuzu has to have a blood draw every six months because she had Lyme at one point. Um, I just do it. You know, it's just it's not because they consider that each blood draw separately. That is not necessarily related to the original condition, which was two or three years ago. Um, you know, it's just it it gets gets applied to the deductible. So I think that if you're going to do it, you need to think of it in terms of catastrophic. And that's going to. Okay. It, like yeah, I agree. Right. Okay. And if you think of it that way, then it's not frustrating <laughs> to think I just spent $150 at the vet and it's not. And why do I have this insurance? You don't have the insurance for the routine stuff. You have the insurance for when your dog breaks his leg or, you know, has pull, right. you know, so, breaks a CCL or whatever it may be. So it's for So like for your car, you're not, you're not turning your oil change and your tire receipts into your insurance company. You're turning into your insurance company when a tree falls on your car. Right. Or, or your homeowner's insurance, same kind of thing, you know? Right. Okay. So, yeah. I just want to make sure that I understand. Yeah. And I think if you think of it that way, then it becomes really valuable. Sometimes people complain about stuff that it doesn't cover. It's like, okay, well, you know, like I, every once in a while I see somebody who complains about something and I'm like, right, but that's not how that works. Like, of course it doesn't cover that. So I think there are some these days that will, you know, just to address those complaints would cover some preventative stuff. Um, I don't know if it's worth it though. Yeah. But, what I'm so thinking have is to just crunch those numbers. I was going to say for the, for, you know, right now, just for the two dogs, I mean, just the premium for the catastrophic coverage, which I have at 90% with like a I think it's 250 to $500 deductible. That's still expensive every month. Yeah. And yeah. so I can't imagine how much the premium would be if I started adding on all the extras. Yeah. And of course the important thing for everybody to know is that um, it doesn't cover a pre-existing condition. Right. And so, you know, the, the time to look into this, if you're considering it is yesterday, um, you know, cause, because, because, even if your dog doesn't have a diagnosis, if they look at the medical records and your your veterinarian noted that there was a mass, you know, in November, it just hasn't been aspirated and diagnosed, you know, and you get insurance today, but the mass was present in November, it's not going to be covered. Yeah. And they do ask for veterinary records from all vets exactly. that, that your dog has seen in the time period that he has been. So the other thing is, is, is so like with, um, with both of my dogs, when I got them, that's when I got the coverage because the other thing yeah. is, is, is you may have immediate coverage for some things, but for things like orthopedic stuff, like ACL, CCL tears and stuff, 
you have a 30-day window from the start of the policy. Exactly. So make sure yeah. you understand the terms of this insurance when you yeah. get it because it can be very frustrating otherwise. And I think that's pretty much industry standard. I don't think, I think you're, so you're going to come a lot different. Well, this is certainly an interesting venue or, or direction that we've taken. I wasn't exactly going to go down the insurance. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, okay. to help. This is, really, this is really good stuff. And I'm glad that we're talking about because somebody is in their car. And every time we talk about pet insurance, they have a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> And, and they're not asking them and they're not getting them answered maybe. So I'm, I love that we can have a conversation about it here and at least start a conversation and who knows, maybe it'll lead to a, a bigger conversation. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, or you have any ideas you'd like for topics for your family dog, please send us a message at feedback at your family dog or leave us a message on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear what you have to say and what's interesting to you because we want to bring what's important to you into these podcasts. But thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Your Family Dog. Got questions? Interesting ideas? Visit www.yourfamilydogpodcast.com to share your thoughts.